0: Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today we are talking about my ultimate favorite topic. I mean, above all else, and that is planning. And specifically, we get to talk about planning for the new year. Now, I'll tell you right up front that there are so many different ways you can approach this whole planning process for your business. And today, because I like to make all of my podcast episodes mini training sessions, I've decided to give you one approach. I'm not going to do it alone. I have a special guest and Samoy Love. Ann and I go way back. We've seen each other's businesses grow over the years. And she has become an expert in organizing and planning and executing online marketing launches. And because she's such an expert in planning launches, I thought. We got to have her on the show to talk about planning for the new year because I knew there were a lot of similarities in how you might sit down and plan a launch and how you would sit down and plan an entire new year of promotions and partnerships with affiliates and special projects and all that good stuff. So if you're not yet sure how you're going to plan the new year, you don't know how many promotions you want and what exactly you want to do. I think Anne's formula that she's going to break down for you could be incredibly valuable. So it's very timely. Now, she's going to go through a lot, and I have a lot of questions for her where she breaks down the whole process that we want to share with you today. And I don't want you sitting on the subway or going on your walk and thinking, ah, I need to take notes. I don't have anywhere to take notes. What am I going to do? So for this special episode, the freebie is a quick guide to the exact formula That we are going to give you in this episode, it's really specific. Where it walks through every step we're going to break down for you, and it includes a list of questions that you must ask yourself before you ever sit down and calendar anything for the new year. So, to get your hands on this guide totally free, go to amyporterfield.com forward slash one three eight download. So, amyporterfield.com forward slash one three eight one thirty eight Download, or you can just text the phrase 138 download to the number 33444. So, I want you to have this guide almost even before you listen because you'll be able to follow along really easily. So, definitely go grab it now. And before we get into all the details, and I introduce Anne, and you get to hear all about what she does with launching and how that applies to planning for the new year. Okay. So are you ready to dive into a really cool formula for planning your business in the new year? I hope so. Let's do this. And thank you so much for coming back on the show. I'm so thrilled to have you on.
1: You have no idea, Amy. I am thrilled to be talking today. It's always fun (laughs) to catch
0: up with old friends. I mean, I mentioned in the intro that we've been fast friends for so long. So I absolutely love catching up again but today, I want to talk about planning for the new year. Some people will listen to this right when it goes live, so it will be very timely as we move into 2017. But other people will catch it well into 2017. and I still think it's going to be incredibly valuable. So no matter where you're at when you're listening to this, it's always important to look at the year ahead and also reflect on what's working and what's not working. And the reason I wanted to have Anne on the show to talk about this, Is because Anne is an expert in planning and executing launches. And I feel that there are so many similarities and really good congruencies between planning out a full on launch and planning out your year. And so I approached Anne and I said, Can we talk about this? And you were so gracious. So thank you so very much.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I'm surprised you didn't call me a planner freak or a planning (laughs) freak because. It is a little bit freakish how much I enjoy this conversation.
0: I forgot to mention in the intro that you and I have this love of paper planners as well, or like physical planners. Would you agree with that one?
1: I would agree. And actually, I felt a little bit odd that I don't have that planner with me right now. (laughs) I'm like, this is not right.
0: (laughs) I was actually recently planning on buying a physical planner. I like to do things digitally, but I'm also really in love with the idea of something sitting right next to my computer that I could flip through. So I was on YouTube and I said, oh, I got to look and see what Ann's talking about when it comes to planners. And sure enough, she had these videos about these paper planners she uses, or I should say physical, they're not necessarily yeah. just paper planners, but then you were working on a new one recently, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that out yet?
1: Yeah. No.
0: Okay. No, so it is not. <laughs> when it comes out, I will make sure to add it to the show notes of this episode because it's going to be a good one. I could already tell because you were teasing it on Insta stories. Tell us a little bit yeah. about what that video is about. So when I put it in the show notes, people are going to be excited to check it out.
1: Oh gosh. Well, I just, you know, honestly, I've wanted my own planner for quite some time. So I have pieces of that based on everything that I teach in programs and I work on with clients, but I've never fully put it together. So I'm just excited. To so do that. you're
0: going to kind of show us what your planner looks mm-hmm. like as you've pieced different yeah. things together.
1: Yeah. And honestly, people in, in the programs have asked me for a planner that basically reminds them of everything they've learned in the course.
0: Ooh, that's good. Okay. So I'm like, okay,
1: you got it. (laughs) I'm
0: excited about that. And I mean, I'm sure you thought about this and so it's not going to be a new idea, but I would be the first person in line to buy a physical planner if it was designed by you. So just know if you ever want to get into physical products, I'm going to be the first one in line.
1: Okay. I'll remember (laughs) that. I'll remember that. Not that it's
0: not a huge undertaking if you did it, but. Oh my
1: gosh. There's so much. So
0: much. But let's back up a little bit because I didn't even give you a chance to tell the audience a little bit about you and your work with helping entrepreneurs launch. So talk a little bit about how you even got started and also about what you do specifically to help people launch.
1: Yeah, that's actually a great place to start because I always like to remind everyone that There are lots of launches happening offline. And I know that a lot of your audience and even mine are online trying to build businesses online, but I actually started in film, television, and then finally video games, launching bigger properties, bigger projects like that, which have the same process. They have the idea, you have a set of stuff you have to complete by a specific date, and then you release it to literally the world. And when I came online, I actually, one of my, actually my very first really big launch was Marie Forleo's B-School at the time she was partnered with Laura Roder. I worked as they developed the course content for the very first time for our first, so cool. multi, you know, multi six figure launch was the first time. And then the next, the second launch was seven figures right away. Jeez. So I was able to manage those launches and got a lot of amazing experience, but also realized I've been preparing for this since the days of planning talent shows in high school.
0: You know, really, it's just like in I,
1: your blood. I honestly, I was actually gonna say something that was really gonna date me, but I decided not to. Like these, there's a specific show that used to be on called Solid Gold.
0: Oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I love it.
1: And I would pull on have like a clipboard of okay, you're doing this and we're doing this, and the show's at seven. And of course, my sisters are like, five years younger than me. So it was really like pulling teeth to get them to do anything. But anyways, (laughs) preparing me for the future. So now what I I did after those initial couple of years working with Laura, working with Marie, was I just saw a, a need for some additional launch training. So I know there's lots of launch training programs out there now, but this was specifically for women entrepreneurs at the time. So I created a program and then I just started honestly, just very recently taking on more private clients because I know that launching is changing and I want to be in the weeds a little bit so I can see how it's actually changing in real businesses. So I plan on taking everything that I'm learning from my current, it's the most coaching clients I've ever had at one time back into what I teach in my courses.
0: Okay. I don't know if you mentioned it and I missed it, but what is the name of your course?
1: Oh, I did not mention it. It's fearless launching.
0: Fearless launching. Okay. And I do have to, this wasn't planned because we're not necessarily talking about (laughs) launching today, but I can't help myself. When you say that you feel like launching has been changing, I know I am very curious and I know those listening are thinking, well, what do you mean? Can you give us a little taste of what you're seeing?
1: I think the overall thing is that there are so many more touch points, so many more Yes. In quote strategies, ways that people can reach people. And it's not about using all of them. And it's not about using maybe one of them. But it's really, it does require you to get very clear on where you have the strongest channels, like if it's a Facebook Live, or if it's an Instagram, or if it's a if it's a blog, if it's a combination. And what really helps you kind of, and this is linking it back to planning, what helps you understand that is. When you make a plan and then you execute on it, let's say you decide to do all the things that are happening, you do Periscope, you do this, you do that, and the other thing. At the end, you can look at your plan and be like, yeah, that was stressful and unnecessary. And so I'm I'm just seeing that people are kind of substituting all of these great strategies for a real plan that they can really fully take to that finish line. And I think that's that's the hard hard thing when you when it comes to launching is people bite off more than they can and should chew.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I love that you're doing some one-on-one consulting with this because I do believe that once someone has a solid plan for launching they can use that over and over again with tweaks and modifications and staying relevant with what's working and what's not working in social media and all that good stuff. But to have that first experience with you, I bet that's incredibly valuable for them.
1: Yeah. What's interesting too, Amy, is that I spend the first couple of sessions sometimes, it, it, it's usually just one, but some people require two, really creating this map for the entire year, at least, you know, in some terms, sometimes it's a little bit fuzzy far out into the future, but we always kind of unpack all the ideas, pop them onto the calendar where we think they might go. And then we sit back and say, okay, that's crazy. So we start pulling (laughs) things off.
0: (laughs) I've so been there. I totally can relate. (laughs) Too funny. Okay. So you know launching, but what else is really valuable in your arsenal of Tools and strategies is that you know how to plan. You know how to look at all the moving pieces and say, okay, where do these go? And what should I do as I move forward in my business? And so, as we prepared together for this episode, you have outlined five categories that you want to look at as you start planning for the new year. So, real quick, can you list those five categories for me? And then we're going to drill down into those.
1: Yeah, definitely. So the five categories that I think are most important are your paid products or offerings or services, whatever, whatever those are. Your free resources are just free stuff you're going to be sharing with people. Other people's products, partner products, affiliate programs you're part of, and special promotions. Those are just maybe they might look random, but you do them in any kind of blank spot throughout the year. And then this is actually one I realized that I got this from you I believe Miss Porterfield oh. which is marking in time off. Yes. You know, I think that that is that's actually probably the very first thing I do to be honest.
0: I love that. Okay, so <laughs> this is something I did a year ago when I was planning in the sense that I knew I wanted to take some really good quality time off. And so mm-hmm. I think I I actually at one point blocked off an entire month full disclosure, that did not happen. I just (laughs) couldn't do it. So I don't think I would do that again. I think that's just too much for my personality. You've got to like know yourself and what you'll do. But I do love the idea of saying, okay, we're going to go on a vacation here. We're going to take the week of Christmas off here. I want a full two weeks when my son's out of school. So putting that on the calendar first, so good, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? Okay, so wait. You've got these five categories. So your paid products or offers, your free resources and free stuff, other people's products that you want to promote, affiliate stuff, special promotions. One example of that is I did a ten-person or ten people in-person webinar workshop in New York this year. That was like a little special promotion that I did. I'm assuming that would count there.
1: Yeah. Okay. And also, you might you might consider like some people might consider a Black Friday sale a special promotion. Some people consider that. No, that's my regular, that's my jam. That's, that's something I do every single year, but those special promotions, you don't have to do them.
0: Gotcha. They're kind of like icing on the cake. They are. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And then time off. So those are the five categories. So how do you balance all of these? How do you break them up? What do they look like in the new year? Because you have a really cool system. I want you to talk about. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hint hint.
1: Yes. Well, okay. So basically I look at, I just start very small. So you might think you need five products launching here, there, and everywhere. But I like to say, okay, I want two of one category, two of another, two of another, and two of another. So of course I made it like a little two by two by two by two.
0: Okay.
1: Um, And basically they start with you know two times a year, you focus on promoting your main free thing. So for me, that's my launch toolkit. It might become an on-demand webinar or a webinar that I want to promote during the year. It might be a brand new resource that I create or maybe some free planner pages, something that that you do twice a year to promote. And I always, by the way, one thing I don't think I've ever said to you, Amy, is that I look at those times as true launches because you can focus for a couple of weeks, full on making sure your list knows that you've got a new free or an updated freebie or something like that you can take that two weeks and kind of practice that process of launching so don't underestimate those free times during the year that the free promotions you might do and then two times a year i like to do a live launch or a live promotion of my signature offering that's when i do usually i do twice a year fearless launching This year was a little bit bizarre because of buying and selling a house and houses. But generally, I like to have two times a year for that main signature thing. It might actually end up being that I have two signature things at some point, but I will still do two times a year for those. Okay. I I, I like that bookend. And then I have two, where I, two times a year at least, but I always try to block in two for sure that I'm promoting other people's things. And I, I think that you and I have some of those main other people's things.
0: Yeah. Like B-School. Comes,
1: yeah. 90 day year, Todd Herman, yeah. lead pages. These are things that, and they're not even just people asking us. We like these people. We respect them. We've been through their programs. We use their products and they are key affiliate programs. That you kind of have to make the decision. Are they right to choose or not? That's not for this conversation. Right. So you Pick your main things that but you're
0: going to. I love that you're bringing this up. So in your two by two by two by two, one of the things you're saying is choose two partner promotions that you want to put on the calendar. And I love this because I've talked about it throughout some of my other podcast episodes that it is really valuable for you to decide who you want to promote because as your business starts to get bigger, people will come to you. Will you promote this? What about this? Can we partner here? I'll promote yours. You promote mine. And I've done all of that But what's really worked for me is if I choose a few, like you said, B-School is always one I promote in February and March. Lead pages, I always promote because I use it all the time. And B-School right. was a huge foundation in my business. So it became my success story. So I like to promote that program. Sam Cart is a new one that I've been promoting because I use it for all my checkout pages. So I have this huge tie to those programs and products. So it's really easy to put them on the calendar and feel good about promoting them and reaching out to them and saying, I'm going to promote you if you will have me. Here's what I'd like to do. Can you work with me on this? And when they hear that I'm literally building it into my calendar and I have a date and a time and I ask them for some help in terms of some content around it, they're really helpful in that sense because they know I'm taking it seriously. So I love that you're building this into your calendar.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I also want to say, and this is this is going to be something I talk about soon, that actually being part of some of these really key affiliate programs can do a lot for your launch knowledge. (laughs) Oh,
0: good point. Talk about that a little.
1: There were a few programs that asked me to be part of their, you know, their promotion for the year. Unfortunately, it overlapped with another key promotion that was already on the calendar, but they all have a training for the affiliates, a private Facebook group. It shows you how far in advance they're working. They give you behind the scenes, what's happening, what's converting, what's not. You want to launch education. I mean, of course, I want you to come to Fearless Launching. Yes. But you know what? Become an affiliate. You're actually making money as well. Exactly.
0: (laughs) I definitely have learned a lot of things about how to treat your affiliates and your partners through some of really good promotions I've been involved in. So totally agree with that.
1: So the next one is just, I like to leave room. And if I don't know these right off the bat, but I do like to kind of say, okay, so two times during the year, I'm going to do some special projects. You know, maybe it's a holiday promo. Maybe it's like this past year. I just decided, you know what? I want to kind of do a fun summer promotion for Fearless Launching that I don't actually have to do too much for. Yeah. <laughs> which sounds crazy, but I no, was I off get it. the summer, you know, and I was moving, so I did this summer school promotion where really they just got access to their self-paced program, and I did a couple live calls. That was it. That's cool. So you kind of did a
0: lighter version for your own program and you did it and you called it summer school, which is so fun. I like that concept. And I like the idea of these special projects that you're calendaring them in. You might have an idea for it. You might not have figured out all the details yet, but I also know that a lot of entrepreneurs need some flexibility I'm a structure kind of girl. I like it on the calendar. I'd like to know what's coming up. But a lot of my friends that are in the same world as I am, they don't like such rigidness. So you here are allowing people to say, okay, there's two things that you might not have figured out yet, but we're going to kind of put them on the calendar to say, you've got some room for some flexibility here.
1: Yeah. I mean, another thing to do that I just thought of that might be considered a special project is... Let's say you have an idea for a course or a digital product or something that you want to do in the new year. You're not quite sure how much you want to develop it. Maybe you do a beta version and that is your special project or promotion. Yeah. Um, Last fall, I did a Teams class like a team building class essentially like training your team to launch and what I realized after I did it thankfully I'm like glad that was small because I realized I wasn't even though I'm passionate about building teams I don't know if I'm passionate about teaching people to build teams but you can also do these beta projects or beta promotions where you're testing something out
0: Yes. I love that. Just experimenting. And you found out that you don't necessarily want to teach that. So you didn't make (laughs) it into a full blown course. Thank goodness. So I think that is really great. Another thing that these promotions can do for you, these, you're calling them special projects is that let's say come October, you're realizing I'm not going to meet those revenue goals that I set. I'm a little bit behind, but I know if I did this special week-long summit where I did a private Facebook group, some coaching one-on-one with a small group or on a certain topic, I could make up for some of that. Then it's always a great idea that you can have this space to do so. So they could really save you. So I like these special projects. So you're saying try to plan two of them. And if you want to go for it, go for at least they're on the calendar.
1: Exactly. And one more idea just for these special projects is, you know, during the year, there are built-in times when you can kind of I don't know if it's the right word, but kind of jump on to the energy of the new year, a holiday, change in season, back to school, you know, all of those things. Think about naturally occurring times when people are doing things that you might be able to just attach a project to. Um, That's something that I like to do. And that's why I'm even talking about planning today because I have a class later all about that for 2017. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's one of those things that it's logical that it would happen now and not just some other time during the year. For sure.
0: Yeah. I like that. Okay. So, and then the final one, we talked about time off. So we're hoping people are actually putting that in their calendar before they even get started. But I do think it's really important that you at least find some pockets of time that no excuses, you're taking the time off, which is hard for us entrepreneurs, but so essential.
1: Well, if you have kids, you sometimes don't have that choice. (laughs) That's true. You know, and that's what I marked off this past year. I looked at my map and I was like, oh, I actually already counted that as off. So that's good. And like you said before, Amy, time off doesn't necessarily mean you're not working, working. I feel like it just means maybe during that downtime, you're not promoting. Ooh, that's a good way to look at it too. So you can't take the time off you're giving your audience a little bit of a breather. Yes. (laughs) Promoting all the time. You're giving yourself time and you're giving your team time to rejuvenate as well.
0: That's another thing looking at your team. Sometimes I think, well, I don't need the time off. And then I think my team could really use a breather right now. And so I do try to keep that into consideration as well, but you mentioned a good thing. And then we're going to get into some things to reflect on That happened this year for everybody. But you mentioned something that made me think. And that was that when you look at your calendar, and in the olden days, and that means like two (laughs) years ago for me, I used to get this big calendar out, this big dry erase calendar. And I just don't do it that way because I turn more digital, but I loved it in the sense that I had markers, dry erase markers, and I would move things around. And the reason I would do it like that first is I wanted to make sure I saw a lot of white space. When I wasn't actively promoting, like aggressively emailing my list about a certain live promo I was doing, I like that breathing space in there. So you make a great point that taking time off is important for you and for your team, but also for your list. It doesn't mean you're not mailing them at all. It means you're not asking them to buy. And there's got to be some good white space in your calendar to do so.
1: Absolutely. Amy, you know, one of the most interesting Ideas that I think I heard it at the Traffic and Conversion Summit this past year, they were talking about, you know, you're always making deposits and withdrawals from your audience and from your mailing list. And and if you're constantly just withdrawing, which are promotions and launches, then eventually you're going to have zero balance. You've got to build in that white space is actually... In a lot of ways, it's really important for your list and for your your audience. Incredibly
0: important. I love that. I love that analogy for sure. Okay, so... We are moving on to talk about the areas we should be reflecting on before we actually move forward. So we gave you guys the good stuff, those five things that you want to pay attention to. And the two by two by two by two formula is a really great place to start if you're not sure kind of where you should focus or how many promotions you want to do and all that good stuff. So there's your framework. But we want to back up a little bit before you dive into all of that and put it on the calendar Because I think it's important to reflect on your year, the year that you just had. And I want you to talk a little bit, Anne, about some things that we should ask ourselves or think about that could kind of shape how we do our 2 by 2 by 2 by 2 formula.
1: Yeah. You know, reflection is like one of those things that I actually just believe you have to schedule that in the calendar for after launches, at the end of quarters, and then especially at the end of the year. Because you really want to sit back and be able to say, okay, how did this year go? What are the marketing activities I was actually successful at doing and completing, regardless of the result? What did I complete in the way that I thought I would? What were the most profitable ones? And then then you get to decide and really think, you know, did I enjoy what I did this year? Did I enjoy the work? Was I stressed out all the time? Or was I so excited and I could totally do more? This is another one. I always think I'm like, was I lazy? Because sometimes you get lazy. And it's a really hard thing to admit. But if you felt that you didn't get enough done, maybe you you just weren't doing anything. (laughs) I mean, it kind of does happen.
0: That's why when I was thinking about these questions, I thought one of the first questions I always ask myself is, how did I feel about my year? If I look back at the year, like, what is that feeling? You and I both are fans of Danielle Laporte, and she talks a lot about how you feel and those emotions and how that affects everything you do. And so, if I look back and think, how did I feel about this year? And if it's a feeling of I'm frustrated or super overwhelmed or stressed, then you got to look at, okay, so where did I spend my time to make me feel that yeah. way?
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes the first thing you have to do is just look at yourself and forget about all the things that happened. Like, you know, there were a lot of things that happened this year for me, and I'm sure you and everybody. So, what did you do about it? And so just, I, I feel like there's a, it's a good time to get real with things like your revenue goals and like, not even just how you feel Yeah. the revenue goals. I don't know. Did you take on too many clients? Did you cancel a lot of sessions with people? Ooh, with that's people? good. I mean, there, you can really dig into your work habits even just the things that you started and implemented, like I just recently implemented meditation and like this sleep app to just get myself to a better place physically and mentally, because as a mom, sometimes you just don't sleep. I think, I don't know. I've been trained not to sleep. (laughs) Makes sense. Back to business, though, like you you start asking yourself, like, what can you simplify? Did I offer too many things? Do I have something that really didn't make the money that I thought it was going to for the year? Can I lose that? Simplification can happen with what you offer and what you put on your calendar, but can also be applicable, I think, to just the way you approach your work. You know, there's so much. I mean, what are some other questions you would ask yourself? So many
0: things. One of the things that I think is really important is to ask yourself, do you have the right people in place? So when you look back at the year and you think, did I leverage enough or did I do too much on my own? Did I have the right people in place to support me? And if not, then maybe it's time for a little restructuring as you move into the new year. But there's actually so many different questions that I think are incredibly valuable to offer insight into how you want to shape your year. So in the cheat sheet I mentioned in the intro, we have listed, Anne and I have listed a bunch of questions that we want you to reflect on. So again, if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 138, you can get the download there, get this cheat sheet, and just take a good 30 minutes at least and look at these questions and answer them. And I think it's going to offer so much insight as you move forward. So I love these questions though, and So thanks for including these.
1: No problem. And you know what? I also think that feel free to keep asking yourself the question. A uh, good friend, James Wedmore, always says that. Like, just keep asking the question. Ooh, just keep asking good. yourself questions. He's so smart. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so you're anyway, going to so- get those
0: different answers. Or sometimes I'll say, okay, so what frustrated me most this year? And I'll give you guys a quick example At times this year, I felt like I couldn't just get really focused on one thing. And so I thought, why am I feeling that way? When I reflect back, what is coming up for me? So I love that you mentioned James's suggestion to keep asking because I kept asking myself, I didn't have an answer or it was surface. And I'm like, no, that's not it. So I asked and asked. And finally, just the other day, it came to me that I traveled more and spoke more on stage for business than I had intended. I was on the road more than I wanted, probably three times more than I wanted. And I just have a very bad habit of being able to say no. And when I'm on the road Everything feels like it stops for me. Like I can't get focused right before and right when I get back. So no wonder I was feeling that way. So you're right. If I kept asking, I did get down to the solution, which means I'm going to change that for the next year.
1: Wow. That's really good. That's really good to think that. I think that through like that. And again, re kind of mentioning Danielle Laporte, she also has the ability to, she always says to do that. Like, okay, so you want this. Why do you want that? Why do you want that? You just keep going d- deeper and deeper and deeper until you come up, really find the true core reason.
0: And it's fully annoying in the
1: moment. Yes, <laughs> if you're asking yourself, journal it in your, or write in your paper planner if there's a note section or something. This is certainly not a new exercise to reflect and to ask yourself these questions. I was just thinking that there are actually a few different workbooks that I've used in the past couple of years that they always have this section on reflection. The questions are always slightly different, but I do think that it is an important part of planning. And if you can do it at the end of the year, great extra credit if you do it at the end of each quarter.
0: Actually, a long time ago, you had suggested some workbooks and I followed up and I got them and I really love them and they helped me reflect and they were around mindset around shaping your year. I know you always have some good recommendations. So if you were going to recommend some workbooks to help you reflect on the year and help you shape the year ahead, what are some of your favorites?
1: I'll tell you, there are a few. That one I think that you're talking about is Leonie Dawson's Amazing Year. And she usually releases those every single November, December. And then there's Amber McHugh's Fresh Start, which is a little bit more businessy. There is some mindset stuff in there. If you're ever in the 90 day year program with Todd Herman, he has a great, I guess it's a workbook, but he's split it out, but it's the same, that reflection process, which I think is so valuable, but it ain't easy. It's very tough. It's kind of a very detailed one. And then there's a newer one that I just had to tell you about. I haven't told you about yet. Amy. And that's, it's called you got this. And it's a, it's not a notebook. It's a workbook by this woman, Alexis. Geostra. And she is a planner productivity maniac. So if you like the topic of planning, she's someone to go check out. So I can give you all of their info. and Cool. Podcasts.
0: I will put those all in the show notes, guys. So at amyporterfield.com forward slash 138, you'll get links to all of those and you could check out and see which ones might be perfect for you. So I'm glad we ran through those. Yeah. Okay. So, you've got this whole idea of questions, and I want to encourage all of you to get the cheat sheet. That's the freebie for this episode. So, you could really look at those questions and get some more recommendations if you want to dive deeper. But also, before we wrap up, I want to talk about moving into quarter one. And so, once everyone has done their reflections, they've really looked at what worked and what didn't work, and then they start with their two by two formula. So, they get that all going. What do they do now? Like, what are their next marching orders to get momentum now before we move into the new year?
1: Well, there's a few things. The first thing I always do, and this is something I've already done, I'm sorry, I've got to call myself out because I'm very <laughs> excited about it, but I actually got it done, was that you get moving now on quarter one, put money in the bank, is what I like to say. And that means, like, maybe you book a client or you start working on a course revision or you reach out to potential partners, joining affiliate programs now of things you want to promote in the new year. Basically, like I said, I like to start quarter one with money in the bank. And I love it. You know, I think that it, it makes you excited and not like, oh my God, oh my God, what's going to happen? So once you, once you have that, once you kind of start figuring out what that might mean for your business, and it could just mean, like I said, you might just start working on a project that you're going to launch and unveil. So think about those things you can get started on now. And then all you have to do is map out all of the known pieces to your two by two, et cetera, et cetera, process. (laughs) on just, you know, you can make a blank piece of paper with 12 boxes. This is exactly what I do. Mark your time off. And then you mark all of those other different types of categories of launches that you want. That's it. Once you map that out, Then this is another way to get moving on Q1, by the way, and that's taking inventory. Once you've got your map, it's time to focus on just specifically quarter one. And you look at the projects, the promos, anything you're doing in in those first three months, start creating the list of what's done already. There's nothing better than saying, check, that's done. Oh, yeah. And taking inventory again, I have to shout out to who really got me doing that, which is Jeff Walker because that's one of the main exercises that he takes people through in product launch formula, which I thought was such a fabulous way to put it. And I, I've used it since that day that I, I learned about the inventory. So
0: let me so, make sure I understand this whole idea of taking inventory, because yeah. this is new for me. And you're saying, yeah. okay, so once you've mapped out what you want to do for the year, you're looking at quarter one and you're looking yeah. at the projects, promos, the launch, whatever you're doing in quarter one. And- you're creating a list. Oh, I see. You're creating a list of everything you need to do. So the taking inventory of what needs to get done. And then even in this year where we're not even into the new year yet, if you can get some of that done, you get to check it off. But it's like your whole project plan for, let's say, quarter one
1: well, or one main yes, project. Yes. But in, when I take inventory, really, Amy, it's of the things that if I know I'm, let's say, launching fearless launching in quarter one, I'm looking at, okay, do I have partners? Who are they? Do we have graphics made already? It's the stuff actually that's already created. Oh, we already have a webinar. That's great. Oh, we have our oh, you know, our okay. blog posts that we're going to start sending and doing our little Facebook ads to. Yes. <laughs> what, what, I'm trying to remember what that's called, that cornerstone content that gets people excited about what you're going to launch think about everything you've already had.
0: Okay. I looked at that differently uh, incorrectly. So I'm glad you, you said that. So everything that you've already done that you could use for getting momentum on the project you want to work on. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. So taking inventory, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. And then you had one final one that I thought was really good.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that I feel like I focused on this year more than anything was actually routines, rituals, The things that I do daily, weekly, and I really feel like one of the best things you can do for your business is establish this set routines and rituals, like planning at the end of the year, having a reflection or like a review of each quarter, maybe something you do at the end of projects, but not even just those project and bigger kind of milestones. But also, I always do a top three every day. I set, and and I try to set it the night before, but usually I'm not that. On it, I set my top main three things to get done every day. I do that I set, too. I love that. You know, I set a top five things I'm going to focus on for the week. They might all be in the same project, but they're just things that I really want to accomplish by the end of the week. I have daily meditation on that list. I have weekly movement. <laughs> Notice I say weekly because <laughs> I'm, so, I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm working on it. Listen, baby steps. Baby steps. I'm running up and down my stairs.
0: <laughs> ah, there you go.
1: Um, you know, you might have, again, talking about Todd Herman, you might have themed days, you might have a daily end of the day brain dump or brainstorm. Another thing that I started doing this year was The Miracle Morning, which is a great book. And it's basically it's a thing you do in the morning. It's five little things that you can do at the very beginning of your day that really just change the way you approach the rest of your day. It just makes you so much more clear, focused and productive. And then, like I mentioned before, I've been focusing on meditation and sleep and using Headspace, doing my Headspace meditation every day. It's an app I just started using. And Pillow, you know, looking at my sleep, I don't know, my sleep habits. So you have to have a nice mix of rituals and routines that are business and personal.
0: So very true. I think those routines and rituals I always say what's business is personal. What's personal is business. Sometimes as an entrepreneur, they start to blend together. So this Mm -hmm. idea of sleeping better and the meditation and moving all totally affects what we do in our business for our big promotions and launches. So I love that you put the two together. And I too, have been working on some morning rituals and I do the top three, like you said, and I really like to look at what's the focus of this week. So many things that we can implement to make it almost a guarantee that you reach some of those big goals. And I do believe it starts with these rituals and routines. So I love that we're ending there as well. And yeah. I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. I feel like this is such a valuable episode of how to get ready for the new year. No matter when you're listening, there's always a time that you can sit down and reflect and even plan ahead. So thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: You are very welcome, Amy. It was awesome as always. So there you have it. I
0: hope you found this planning process incredibly valuable. I love how it's an exact formula that you can follow and you can really make your own. Now, remember, we covered a lot and there's that really important list of questions that you want to reflect on before you get started. Plus a really cool list of workbooks that you might want to look into if you want to dive deeper. So to get the freebie and the list of workbooks, all you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 138, and you can get all the details. Okay, I cannot wait to see you here next week. I'm going to do a roundup of my top 10 very favorite podcast episodes from 2016, and I'm going to share with you why they're so valuable in case you missed some of the most important episodes from this year. So I can't wait to see you next week. Until then, have a fantastic week. Bye for now.
1: Thanks for listening to the online marketing made easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.